Jason and Greg here with the uh, extra tight Christmas sweater edition of the Hive Nation podcast. Uh, today, our guest is a two-time CFL Grey Cup champion, a four-time CFL sack leader, a CFL all-star, the 2013 Norm Fieldgate uh, trophy winner for the most outstanding defensive player of the year. Uh, the pride and joy of Saginaw High, Michigan. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, he's currently on a webcast, actually, with a uh, Johan as well, called Better with Age. And uh, you can find him on Facebook. Is that right, Charleston? Yeah, Facebook, all social media for the most part. So Facebook, uh, Instagram, BeanPod, wherever you go, we're there. Awesome, awesome. Um, thanks a lot for being with us today, Charleston. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me, for sure. Um, first question I've got for you is, um, so you've had many coaches in your career. Uh, can you tell us how coaching has changed your mindset and preparation on and off the field? Um, man, I've had an a extreme amount of coaches, you know, just in different sports. And uh, my uncle, he's a life coach. Um, you can go look him up. He has quite the name, James Bond. <laughs> so it's one of those things man where i've had a, an extreme amount of coaches all from from different backgrounds all different coaching styles you know um in high school i had more of an an aggressive coach in wrestling i had more of uh, a passive technical type coach who really you know emphasized on you know got as being tough and the mental state of everything and, and how to be disciplined and, and really started at a young age for me really is with wrestling. That was kind of the first sport I kind of took up, you know, with my coach at the time. And, and I think with that, you know, it kind of trained me and taught me how to be disciplined when it came to my diet and how to be disciplined when it came to, you know, just being able to battle through fatigue and tiredness and, and mental strain. And, and, you know, when all odds up are against you and you're up against the wall, I had to fight out of the corner kind of deal. So, you know, and it took a lot of, it took, it takes a good coach to kind of push you and train you through a situation like that. Because when you're, when you're doubting yourself and that that little voice inside your head is talking to you, telling you to, to give up, to quit, to, uh, to, to just, you know, lay it down that you don't have nothing left. And it teaches you how to combat against that and how to fight against, you know, the little voice in your head. Um, it almost reminds me of, of like something that Mike Tyson said, you know, when you go into a, an event or you go into a, into a, a match or a, or a game everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so it's one of those type of deals and it takes a good coach to kind of coach you through that situation and and you know help you stick to the plan even when you get punched in the mouth yeah. and that, that's what good coaches are for yeah that's uh, that's a fantastic answer that's uh that that sums up coaching for for no matter what field you're in Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, like I said, like I've dealt with a lot of different type of coaches over the years. And, and you know, even when I got to university, you know, 
I've dealt with a coach who was more of a of a passionate type guy who would get deep, deep, deep into making sure that players are doing the right thing always and doing the right time and having integrity was, you know, one of the one of the big things that he kind of pushed on guys. It's, you know, play with integrity, you know, play the game that is supposed to be played. Um, you know, don't go outside the rules to, you know, have a personal battle on a, on a football field and and be somebody who plays with sportsmanship. And that was something I've never heard over the years, you know, going through high school because all I knew was from my coaches back in high school was you got to win by all means necessary. I don't care if you got to, you got to push somebody over to win. You yeah. won. That's all that matters. That's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's, uh, that's right. And, you know, coaching is, has changed a little bit that way, right? Uh, it's it's more about the the marathon rather than the sprint. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's weird that it's it's about the marathon more than the sprint. I mean, even when you go to like you know sports in Canada, you know they don't like to pick winners. They don't, they, they want everybody to feel like a winner, and it's like oh man. And sometimes like from the background I come from, and you know I'm training kids and I'm trying to install them that. Nah, man, you got to play to win at all times. You can't sit here and let somebody else win and give them a chance to win. No, you got to be competitive. And right. it like strips, it strips everybody of competitive nature when you just don't declare a first, second, or third. And you just say, everybody gets a ribbon, everybody wins. And oh. it's like, no, man, that's not how life works. That's not how life works. No. And it's that difference between, you know, being confident and competitive and cocky. You can win and still be professional Classy. and have class about it. But if you win and you're rubbing it in their face, you know, that's what you need to avoid, right? Right, 100%, man. Yeah, it's one of those situations where, like, uh, even when I when I try to coach all the kids that I coach up, and I pretty, I pretty much stick to them and, and let those kids know that, look, man, we're going we're gonna to compete. We're always going to compete. We're going to compete to win. We're going to compete to get better. But as long as you have – you know, some integrity while you're doing that. And you know that, you know, there is a winner and there is a loser. I think that you should be well known of that and well equipped to handle both scenarios. Exactly. So you do some coaching now, do you? Yeah. Have you ever thought about getting into professional coaching when your career is completed on the field? Um, Really never got it, never did really thought about getting into Brett for professional coaching. Um, I'm pretty sure it'd be something that, that I probably could do, but just never really, really thought about it. I mean, yeah. when, when you got, when you got kids to take care of, there's enough coaching involved right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I get it. You, the, the time, the time frame that you need or the time commitment that you need for that is, you know, uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Cause you gotta, when it comes to coaching, man, you know, it's not necessarily that, you know, you're coaching and then your job is done. Like you're pretty much responsible for that person through the highs and the lows. Right. So, you know, their success is deemed off of, you know, your ability to put them in the best, you know, winning scenario as possible, especially as a coach. And you want to make sure that the person that you're coaching is successful or believes that they gain something from it. And, you know, like, you know, with your experience that, you know, maybe we should, 
I should expand the question a little bit, not even just coaching football on the field, but like, you know, becoming a professional, like say life coach or a personal coach where, you know, just somebody needs somebody to lean on. Um, yeah, I mean, I've mentored, I've mentored a kid over the, over the years and, you know, we still talk and, you know, I would say I'm pretty much a life coach for him. Like I've helped him, you know, as much as I can to give him everything he needs to set him up for success, you know, for the rest of his life. And I've gave him, you know, my advice, my, you know, my wisdom that I can give him and what I've learned over the years. And, you know, it's one of those things where like, yeah, I've, I've did everything in my power and still do everything in my power to make sure that he's successful. Mentorship goes a long way with, I don't care if you're a kid or you're a grown adult. Mentorship is a big, is a big, big deal. And if you can find that right person to lean on, you know, that mentorship, that, that, that person that you're helping, you know, be your mentor, you know, they, they'll learn and they'll be successful as you are. Yeah. 100% man. Heck yeah. And, and I would say that the, the feeling is very fulfilling once you start to see results you know, positive results from that. So when you can, and that's for anybody on both sides, I, I get my fulfillment in your success and you get your fulfillment in me giving you the tools that you need to use to be successful. So you see it pays off. So the fulfillment comes from both sides. And I think that that's a recipe for great things. That's a great word, actually. Fulfillment is a great word to describe that. Yeah, that's that's that. a great way of putting that. I, I really like that. Um, what would you say to someone who is pondering getting into coaching? Um, make sure it's something that you want to do and make sure you're authentic. Hit the nail on the head. It's a passion, <laughs> right? Like coaching is a passion. And, you, you know, it, it comes through like if you're – if you're kind of lackadaisical in your, in your coaching approach, you know, the person that you're coaching obviously will, you know, come across as that as well. But if you're passionate about it, right. Like that's, that's, you know, you talked about your, in your younger days there, some of those coaches, that's all they coached on was passion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's one, and it's one of those things where it's like, man, you have to be, you have to, you know, coach with great authenticity because, if you don't, it'll shine through and people will see it. You'll notice it. I mean, I've I've seen it, you know, firsthand where I've had coaches not very authentic and, you know, you can tell. And it's hard to listen to a person like that. And right. it's hard to even accept coaching from somebody that's, you know, not 100% authentic or 100%, you know, in belief themselves or not talking firsthand experience. So I guess in that in that same uh, breath, what what how do you how do you differentiate between the difference between being authentic and being fake? I guess if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, I guess the I guess the best way you just know it. I mean, you you know when somebody is, I guess, not actually trying to heal you or not actually trying to give you something that you need, and you know when somebody's just talking in terms of (laughs) band-aids just trying to you know get you by as much as possible and that ain't what you want to hear I know I don't want to hear nobody like that so that's right you just gotta you just gotta try to pick up on the I guess the fake talk as much as possible and knowing somebody's truly there you know for you 
or benefit or they're not. And like I said, you you'll know if it if that little spider sense inside of you starts rubbing you the wrong way and it starts to starts to tick, then obviously it's ticking for a reason. So you got to listen to it. Uh, truth hurts sometimes, right? And uh, you know whether you take that truth and run with it or whether you take that truth and go cry in the corner. I guess that's entirely up to you, but you know, uh, most coaches are saying or telling you for a reason, right? Like to, to make you better. So whether you choose to get better or not, that's up to you. Yeah. Once if you choose to get better or not, it's completely up to you, man. Like the, like, you know, the not authentic or fake coaches that I've, that I've listened to over the past or I've heard talk over the past. I mean, it's almost funny because as you kind of feel how unauthentic they are, you start to answer back in on unauthentic ways or, or kind of fake ways back to that person. And, and it it becomes like almost like a out of habit or out of first nature where it just happens. And it's like, man, I just told a complete lie right back to that person. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. It's just psychologically how people kind of react to somebody that you don't really believe in or somebody that you don't really, you know, perceive as being very trustworthy or honest to you. So you're not very honest to them back, you know, right off the bat. So, you know, you have lots of relationships like that. You have lots of, you know, coaching styles like that. And I don't know. I try to avoid those as much as possible, man. And once I see them, I, I kind of draw negative feedback right away. Like, man, it's not going. <laughs> you get try to get the benefit of the doubt, but it never works out. Mm-hmm. Care to call anybody out? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no name calling. <laughs> Charleston, we talked about, you know, having that never quit mindset a bit and having that passion shine through from the coaching standpoint has there been a moment in your football career where you were going through a difficulty or a huge challenge where you know that coach that had that passion helped you overcome that and and get through it um yeah man I've like I've reached back out to certain coaches you know even when I was on you know other teams or even when I was, you know, going through situations, you know, just in life in general, period. And I always reached back to the coaches that I thought was the most authentic to me and didn't, you know, really beat around the bush and, you know, shoot me straight. Tell me how it is. Tell me what I need to know or tell me what you what what you think I should be doing. And then I'll kind of, you know take the advice or leave the advice from there but it's good to it's good to talk to somebody else and kind of hear their thoughts about what is going on in your life compared to what do they think you know they should do in that situation and some of those coaches been younger than me so it's it's a it's a deal where of course I'm way more experienced than that person but you know it's good to hear another opinion I don't think age really makes it much of a difference to be honest with you, as long as it's what you need to hear at the time, you know, that's, that's kind of the the thing around coaching. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's no age tag to it. It's just basically about 
you know, who you value and who you see being like the most honest <laughs> and, and, and telling you exactly what you need to hear and not what you want to hear what you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. We were joking about calling out maybe a bad coach, but is there a coach that you'd like to give a shout out to that was that person uh, that made a huge impact to you? Um, no, I don't think if I if I didn't name the bad coaches, I can't name the good ones either. So. <laughs> fair enough, fair, fair enough. enough, man. Um, <laughs> but but I'm pretty sure he knows who he is out there oh, from yeah. both from both sides. So the bad ones, they they would know if I recognized them as the bad ones because just the relationship wasn't there and it just didn't work out. Definitely. And I'm the type of guy that gets along with anybody. So and the good ones, they know they probably know who I'm talking about if they're watching this. Because I've reached out to him and I've talked to him outside of, you know, the realm of football. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, to expand on that too a bit, to move away from just the coaching side of sports and, you know, mm -hmm. life, what what does team mentality mean to you? And kind of a secondary question to that, was there a moment where you felt like the most team feeling whether it be playing for a specific team or just being around a certain group of people um i don't know man the most like the greatest teams that i that i find i've been a part of every player knows their role on that team and there's no there's no jealousy there's no hate between you know teammates it's always love when you're with a team where everybody has their mindset on one goal and that's winning games and winning a championship and everybody knows their role to get there. And, you know, and I've been on teams where it's been vice versa, where everybody thinks they should be the starter. Everybody thinks they should be playing. Everybody thinks they should, you know, be they're They're, they're the top guy on the team. And it's just, it's hard to operate with a team like that, you know, especially from top down. And it starts with, you know, coaches on, you know, putting that vision in the player's eyes that, you know, this is how I see the team looking. It's your job to lose. And you just proceed forward from there and say, if you feel like you're the guy and you should be the guy, you know, earn your, earn your keeps, earn your spot. Yep. <laughs> Joe, you should be there. And, you know, a lot of times it doesn't it doesn't operate like that used to, but doesn't operate like that anymore. So I think the best teams that I've been a part of are teams where everybody's working together in unison. Everybody's, you know, uniformed and everybody's, you know, hungry for their opportunity. But know that the opportunity comes when when it's ready. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, we. You know, in, in our world, our team, you know, we're not a football team, but we know each of us have our own specific, unique ability. And we lean on that. We don't try to be all things to all people, right? It's, this is my job. I'm going to do this with the team's goal in mind. And as long as everybody else does their part too, we're going to get there together. Right, 100%. And in, in most championship teams, man, they they display that like a team like Toronto who comes out of nowhere and wins the Grey Cup. I mean, I was on that team. So I knew what kind of players they had in that locker room. And the players in that locker room were like that. It was players in that locker room who were 
you know, very selflessness. And the thing is, is they, they operated like that and it, and it meshed together and it showed this year. So it's one of those situations where the players, you know, come together for a common goal. For sure. That's, uh, that's what we do in, in life, right? You know, if we have the right team around us, that's, that's the way usually our life goes. We win or we lose. Mm-hmm. right 100 <laughs> that's that's why i know charleston hughes i'm a, i'm a winner see <laughs> yeah, we're winners buddy we're winners um that's all i got um yeah i got just one more question outside of football charleston have you ever had a coach or a mentor in another aspect of your life um Mm, no, not really, man. Wish I wish I would have. Maybe I should still, really. You got um, lots of time for that yet, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I honestly still still need somebody. I mean, because the one thing that you kind of lean on for information, especially nowadays, is internet. So you do a lot of like internet searching, and you know there is you should be looking for somebody. But the thing is, is that I don't know. A lot of people are scared to talk to other people. <laughs> a lot of people are afraid to to hear things that that they they need to hear from somebody. Absolutely. And thing is, is that when you're when you when you need to hear something and you need information or you're battling something, it's good to talk to somebody else. It's good to to discuss your your mental, you know, your emotional state and figure yourself out really. And I think that's that's a that's a great part of it. But nope, never had anybody like that. Um, never really had a father figure like that. Um, so I learned firsthand through trial and error. <laughs> it sounds like Charleston needs a promo code for the Hive Professional Network. Hive twenty twenty two for free access to the Alpha Launch. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a sales pitch at all. <laughs> You know that you know that's exactly why we created the hive, and we thought it was such a need. There's so many people out there that have maybe thought about getting a mentor or a coach or just expanding their network, but they're afraid to talk to people. They don't know how. And you know, over the last few years, I think it's gotten worse. We've been isolated. There hasn't been as much connection or community, and we just want to keep trying to bring that back one day at a time with the hive. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It, was, it was, like I said, I, I figured it out through trial and error by just by me being, you know, more of like a explore, explore a journey type person. So the thing is that I've explored through meditation. I've explored through, you know, different ways like yoga, trying to, you know, get in tune with myself from listening to, you know, auto books and reading books, you know, on just how to learn about yourself, how to understand who you are, your likes, your dislikes, um, how to operate, you know, in different scenarios and taking leadership type classes. And, you know, so I've explored, you know, different scenarios on how to actually, you know, discover <laughs> you know you know aspects about who you are uh we'll give a shout out to todd herman then uh 
for yourself, Charleston, you should read the book, The Alter Ego Effect. Okay. And that you'll you'll love it. Uh, Todd is a is a high performance uh, celebrity coach, if you want to call it that. He's he's uh, coached Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and the 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 likes of those type of guys, and just mm -hmm. to get the most out of them. And uh, you'll like it. You'll really like it. <clears throat> oh wow! Nice. You'll you'll immediately I, I, relate to it. Like you'll 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 relate to it instantly. The first ten words of the book. Yeah. I'll have to go check that out for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, uh, we really appreciate you taking time to uh, to hang with us here this morning. Uh, uh, it's an honor to have you on our show, for sure. Um, uh, it's un unfortunate you didn't have a tight sweater that you couldn't <laughs> wear. But, hey, uh, you guys are thinking Christmas. <laughs> Christmas I'm drip, in yeah. Christmas <laughs> drip, if you will. I do not want to be in the snow. <laughs> Charleston, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, you take care. We'll uh, we'll chat again soon. I'm sure. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. 